everyone, and welcome to the Dancing Bear Enlightenment Academy podcast, Holistic Transformation. Today, our guest speaker is Maria Rothenberger. She's actually a PhD doctor. Uh, she is a therapist, coach, a spirit baby communicator who has helped people in the last 16 years move from brokenhearted, frustrated, and stuck to open, connected, and peaceful. I'm also a psychotherapist. Oops, I'm also. <laughs> she is also a psychotherapist <laughs> and past life regressionist with a specialty in fertility and pregnancy loss. She's also a best-selling author of Transcending Infertility. Welcome, Dr. Maria. How are you today? Hey, I'm great. Thank you so much, Dr. Beverly, for having me here today. So tell us your transformational story. Why are you a therapist? Uh, how did this happen for you? Well, being a therapist, I knew when I was in fifth grade. <laughs> so Great, wow. I've always kind of known that. Uh, but how I became a, a specialist in fertility is my own experience with fertility issues, which is what is actually written in Transcending Infertility. And so that's why I specialized um, after my own resolution. And then the spirit baby stuff really was not on my radar at all. I did not know that since fifth grade. <laughs> I, I was not somebody who, you know, dabbled in spiritual stuff or knew of spiritual things. When I was a kid, I didn't see dead people or talk to any dead people or spirits or see anything. So I was actually working with uh, a, a client who had lost her twins um, pretty late in the pregnancy. And we were just doing traditional psychotherapy, you know, we we're doing grief work. And her twins spiritually came into my awareness and I did not, I thought I was delusional, you know, <laughs> my sciency brain went, you're crazy. Um, and I just continued with the session as best I could, even though they were talking in my ear. And uh, those little children followed me around for two weeks until I saw their mother again. They started messing with electronics they were moving things in my house um they were really obviously present and so at that point I didn't do anything with this newfound thing I was I was actually quite anxious what is this I don't know what this is so I actually uh called uh, a psychic medium that I happened to know and I asked her what is going on <laughs> what is this I don't understand <laughs> And she told me that, you know, the, the biggest thing in my, in my work and in my, my book that I teach folks is that meditation is extremely important for wellness. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that myself until I tried it and it was very effective. She said, because of my new meditation practice, it had been maybe two and a half or three years at that point that I had been re regularly meditating uh, she said, I opened up something that was probably already there. It's mm -hmm. likely in my family. And, and I went, okay, well, my science brain is like, I need evidence. So <laughs> I talked to my parents. My parents were, were divorced and I was really young. So I was able to speak with them separately and just ask them, is this, you know, this thing happened. And both of them said, oh yeah, that's, that's a thing <laughs> in our family. Like, 
it's big intuition, lots of really? psychic awareness in both sides of the family. So I went, okay, there's some evidence that this is possible. My mom admitted or not admitted, there was nothing to admit. She said she has precognitive dreams. She's uh, lots of her dreams have come true. So, uh, so that began my soiree into the research, right? Cause here's again, my left brain, you know, come from a long line of engineers and my dad's side of the family. I wanted to research and find out what this thing was. And I did not do a thing with it for eight years, um, except research. And I did attend some mediumship trainings, but I didn't do anything. But what happened was in one of the mediumship trainings, my grandmother came through to a, a medium that was there and told me that I was going to be doing this work. Well, I bust out laughing because there's no way I was going to do this no work. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Um, but through a series of events, I came to the awareness that this work is actually sometimes even more healing than the, the traditional psychotherapy that I was doing. And that's when I acquiesced. <laughs> like, okay. I suppose that I can get some more information, get some mentorship um, and some, some more training around mediumship and actually start doing this work. And so that's what happened. I started, I hung my shingle for, for spirit baby communication in July of 2020. That was a big shifting year for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, and I have not looked back. It, it's been glorious. And I can't say that, you know, spirit baby communication is healing because of legal, you know, um, ramifications, yeah, yeah. but a lot of folks have talked about how comforting and um, helpful it's been for them. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they call it piercing the veil. You mm. see through the veil. I've actually seen through the veil since I was a kid. I, mm. In my family, Southern Baptist, you just didn't talk about stuff. That's right. I never told anybody until I grew up. And it, same as you, I started meditating and all this stuff opened up. And I went, oh, okay. now I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's obviously in your genes. And probably past lives. Apparently it is. Yes. And in past lives too, I've come across. Yep. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think it is healing when you can sometimes get closure, even if it is an unborn yeah. baby, still you want to have closure because that's a soul you had an agreement with. And I can't imagine losing twins. I mean, it's bad enough losing yes. one, but yeah. twins, that's pretty tough. Mm -hmm. So um, with the spirit baby communication, then you're talking with them before they're born as well as later? Yeah, uh, folks that that um, have lost pregnancies, just like that very first person um, that I connected with her babies, if they've lost babies or they've intentionally you know, aborted a baby uh, or a baby was born and subsequently passed away months later, um, I'll be able to connect with them. But then of course, also before, birth yeah 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 I had my I'd had four miscarriages my doctor told me mm -hmm. don't tell anybody you're pregnant well at five mm -hmm. months he says well I guess you're going to have to tell people but I kept having my period every month oh and that's interesting yeah well it's not uncommon I did mm -hmm. some, sometimes it happens so I'm sitting yeah. on the couch one day and I'm going I really have to know if you're okay 
and my daughter starts talking to me. Yes. Conversation. I found out it was a girl and she was healthy. And I said, oh, thank you. <laughs> so then I told oh. <laughs> And that's what I teach people to do, to be able to communicate on their own. Yep. Because I feel like we all have some level of psychic awareness. Like I can plunk out tunes on the piano, but I'm not going to be a Bach, you know, but at <laughs> least some kind of mm-hmm. psychic awareness. I feel like we all can be in tune. I, yeah. I agree with you completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So um, when you work with people, what you must have some techniques or skills that you typically use with them. You want to talk about that? Sure. Well, I'll... I mentioned before meditation, the very first thing I do. Well, Maria, tell us uh, what people can expect when they work with you. You must have some secrets and techniques that you use to help people. Tell us about that. (laughs) Well, so I'm I'm a clairvoyant, so I uh, am able to see images, movies, little pictures in my mind, but I also use other senses. So like a lot of feeling in my body lately, actually. Uh, But so when folks come and see me, it's I it's, they're, they're usually online so via Zoom mm-hmm. um, or my uh, I have a telehealth link that I use uh, so folks meet me online so anywhere in the world um, and I always start with a brief meditation for me that helps me get my brainwave activity down into theta state but also there's sort of an honoring of the spirit baby realm when I do that you know it's it's inviting it's an invitation for them to be present. And it helps their um, intended parents to settle a bit. There's often a lot of anxiety and worry and concern. One of the biggest questions that I get is, what if there is no baby? What if there's no baby there? Oh, and really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the baby? I mean, I knew the moment they, I got pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> plenty, plenty of people either don't feel anything or they don't trust what they're feeling. That's. Uh. The biggest. Yeah. Um, is this real? And I get that because that was totally me in the beginning. I, I diagnosed myself as delusional. So <laughs> I didn't think it was real. Um, but right. So so they worry that there's no soul waiting to, to be born on the other side. So I just help them settle their nervous system and get into a meditative state. Then I invite in other, um, I invite in spirit baby realm. Spirit baby realm is a little bit different than other realms. It, it's just um, so light and playful and not, it's just so loving. Mm-hmm. Um, other realms, because I do invite in other benign souls. So like uh, ancestors and guides and the angels, it, each realm feels a little bit different. Um, there's not a whole, language is so limiting. <laughs> it's very difficult for me to describe what it feels like. Um, The only way that I can describe is in terms of texture, like the texture is different. And um, spirit baby realm feels like marshmallow. (laughs) It's like pillowy and fun and bouncy. Um, And other folks like uh, folks that are ancestors or folks that have been um, in that person's life feels a little more dense. Angels feel like just light, just complete light. Um, and guides feel a little bit grounding and secure, safe. Tell me I can describe it. So I invite in all these entities and then we cover at least three areas. One is, uh, hey, baby, can you provide some evidence that you're present? So they'll tell me about their intended parent's life. Um, And then I ask baby if they have any uh, messages for their parents. And then of course, parents are able to ask whatever they would like to know. 
Uh, the, the main questions are, A, is there a baby there? B, when are they coming? C, how are they coming? <laughs> so ah. they, those are the main questions that I get. Other people have plenty of other questions too. Like they don't we, ask, what name do you want? They do ask that. Believe it or not, it's not one of the top questions though. Because people that come to see me are generally still, I specialize in fertility issues, right? So they're generally folks who are struggling to conceive. Oh. They want to know what right. can I do? How do I do it? What can I make? How can I make this happen? So they're just in that desperate mode. And so part of the session is helping them be in a, in a place of reception rather than doing, 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 grabbing yeah. all the things, doing all the things, yeah. be in a state of reception and, and um, accept a gift, you know, be open to accepting a gift. Uh, and so there's, there's a lot more that goes on um, outside of the actual communication with the baby. But I think probably the largest goal of my own when I work with folks is to teach folks how to communicate on their own with their specific babies. Because I, as I said before, I really believe that we're just educated out of our intuition and knowing yeah. and <laughs> the truth. <laughs> yeah. And that we need to be re-educated back, you know, like um, you actually can do this. And so I'm always giving people the tips. I take notes during the session. Here's how your baby wants to communicate with you. Be open to this, be receptive. Uh, and I love those follow-up emails. Oh my, guess what? We're, yeah. we're pregnant or here's some pictures of our new baby. You know, sometimes that'll happen a year or two later. Um, it's so much fun. Yes, It, it is. is so much fun. That's really wonderful. Yeah. Now, I understand you have a free gift for our listeners, five ways to connect with your spirit baby. Tell us about yes. that. Right. So um, those are the things, the skills that I encourage folks to start working with immediately to connect with your baby. Um, most of the time, uh, folks don't realize that they have this ability already in their waking life. So I start, I ask them to get into that theta brainwave state, right? So like that dream state or halfway, like in between wake and dreaming where you're just coming out of a sleep, but you could easily go back to sleep. If be aware in those moments, I actually ask people, here's a specific skill. I ask people, look up at the ceiling because the ceiling is a blank canvas. And babies often project as light. They want to show themselves or they show as light. So when you look up at the ceiling, see if you can see any balls of light up there. That's one, one of those um, tricks or tips that I talk about there. But also writing down dreams, oh, um, yeah. beginning to write down dreams. Babies communicate so well there um, in dreams and on the astral plane. So if you have flying dreams or things like that, you're probably astral traveling. Yep. <laughs> see what you're yeah see what yeah, what comes up especially the emotions there so those are um a few of the of the tips and tricks that are in that but um people you just start doing that now and it's not going to be immediate because that's what folks want i want an immediate answer right now um babies often do communicate immediately but we're just not able to receive it when we're in a state of desperation yeah. so the, the first thing is to find some stillness and um Sometimes it's just easier when you start with dreams uh, or other more settled spaces. Meditation is really difficult for some people. <laughs> I remember it being very difficult for me. So no, it wasn't difficult for me either. And I oh. totally agree looking up at the ceiling. Um, 
you know, my, the last dog that I had when she died for a long time, she was walking across the ceiling back and forth because <sighs> I went yeah. through a really deep grieving process. Yes. And I looked up and there she was. And I said a lot of prayers. And then one day an angel came to me with her and said, don't worry, I've got her. <laughs> I like, love oh. it. I love it. Oh, that's so great. Well, I love your your gift. So for the audience, I'm going to tell you the link. Now, if you're on YouTube, the link is down below. It's uh, Dr. Dr. Maria, M-A-R-I-A, Rothenberger, R-O-T-H-E-N-B-U-R-G-E-R.com forward slash connect to baby, C-O-N-N-E-C-T-T-O-B-A-B-Y. So it's drmariarothenberger.com forward slash connect to baby. And that will give you her wonderful free gift. And, you know, even if you don't want to talk to baby, I think you can use those techniques to talk to anyone. You really sure can. Stuff, same techniques. Sure, I use. It is. It sure is. Yes. So that's a really awesome gift. So do you have any closing words for our audience? Oh, gosh, please. This has come up so much recently. I love this question because it's open-ended. Please love on yourself. Please give yourself some self-compassion. Treat yourself like you would treat your baby who's hurting, who's suffering, who's desperate. Please offer yourself some compassion. Yes, and your baby wants to be with you. There's yes, here. yes. <laughs> they want to be with you. Yes. <laughs> it whatever <laughs> yep <laughs> well it has been delightful talking to you dr maria thank you for being Likewise. thanks and so thank much you everyone for joining us remember to be the light you want to see in the world mm -hmm.